Hey, it's Carrie Ann Michelle. When I set out to create season two of Lofty TV back in 2020, I wanted to capture the secrets of some of the most successful female entrepreneurs I knew. Looking back three years later, I see a direct connection between these authentic, vulnerable conversations and the successful outcomes for this amazing, diverse group of women. Tune in to learn how the right self-care plan does, in fact, enable success. Hey, this is Carrie Ann Michelle. Today, my guest is Emerald Jane Hunter. We talk about creating boundaries, using sound frequency for self-care, and what it means to find deep joy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi, EJ. Hey, Carrie Ann. Oh, it's so good to see you. You too. Thank you. For, yeah, thank you for being a guest. Very thank you for asking me to be a guest on your show. Yes, um, it's exciting to be doing season two. Um, and it's exciting to be doing it with you as a guest since you are a Emmy award-winning producer. <laughs> I just throw that out there. <laughs> um, so I always like to start by just sharing with the audience how we know each other and a little bit about you. So today my guest is Emerald Jane Hunter, and she is an Emmy award-winning producer four-time Emmy award-winning producer, by the way, um, and the ringleader of my Y agency here in Chicago, where I am too. Um, and as a president of my Y, uh, she works with entrepreneurially minded, I got that down, entrepreneurially minded brands. Um, and she helps provide integrated marketing campaigns and storytelling services. And she does that through this amazing lens of this background of uh, being a producer and telling stories in this way that's incredibly compelling. And um, EJ and I go back, we uh, went to Luther College together. So alumni <laughs> friends and have reconnected over the years since we've both been living in Chicago. And then more recently in the last couple of years, I've had the honor to get to work with EJ um, and collaborate through the brand strategy work I do. And we've had some clients together and it's just been a really fun full circle. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and EJ, uh, one of the things that I think is special about you too, is that you bring um, a unique perspective to the work you do. You are from Ghana originally. Yeah. And when we met at Luther, you were fresh to the States from another part of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. And I think as we're getting started, before we jump in and really talk about self-care today, um, I'd love to look, know a little bit more from your perspective about, you know, my why agency and what really drives you, what gets you excited about that work that you do. Right. So um, thank you for that lovely introduction. Very kind of you. Um, so My Why Agency has been around since 2016 and it's really been um, a work of love and a passion project of mine. And what really fuels me and keeps me going is winning for my clients. So I work with, like you said, entrepreneurial minded brands, but really in that purpose driven brand. So brands that are focused on um, better for you brands. So products are better for you, better for the environment. They care about people and planet over profit. And um, it's in that organic and natural food industry. So I've grown to love and have an appreciation for 
food that's better for you, less sugar, less carbs, all the vegan, gluten-free and all that stuff, which I know you live a very clean lifestyle in terms of eating as well. And what really has fueled me and propelled me and keeps me going is creating uh, campaigns and conceptualizing things and connecting with media and really seeing how our work is helping brands grow. So I think, like you said, we've worked on projects together and it's been great to see where it starts from the brand messaging and positioning. We take that and those words and put it into PR campaigns, influencer campaigns, social media campaigns, and we're winning for the brands. We're seeing momentum, sales are coming through, uh, retailers are excited that gets me excited. Uh, but that also means spending hours and hours and hours working nonstop. Because when you're really passionate about something, sometimes you unfortunately don't have that off switch, right? So all of this work and this excitement and all the winnings that we're doing, winning for our clients comes with somewhat of a price that you, you pay. Um, and it's been great getting to know you in that different lens of your own experience that got you into this mindfulness in the workplace and trying to find a way to be a little bit more like Carrie Ann. <laughs> 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 I have a long way to go. <laughs> I love some of the things you've been up to lately, though, and I, I appreciate that context because, you know, I think what you said is really true. It's like um, whether you're in kind of corporate America or the entertainment industry, um, as you were before you started your own uh, business, or once you're working for yourself, um, especially when you're lit up about the work you're doing, um, it's easy to just spend, as you said, hours and hours. And this idea of holding space for ourselves for self-care and what that can mean can start to fall away or get deprioritized. Right. Very true. Very. It's almost the first thing that goes away. Yeah. For an entrepreneur. And and the the reality of it is though that it's almost you you need it more than ever. Because you need it more than you need it more than everything else. Yeah. Because that's where the productivity comes. I mean, that's what I find for myself is if I give myself, if I am absolutely exhausted and I'm able to balance some things and move some things around and say, I have to stop working at 4 p.m. today because I just can't anymore. I'm so much more productive the next day. Exactly. Um, and, and it is, that is one nice thing to sometimes have that choice when you can, depending on deadlines. <laughs> I was going to say, when you don't procrastinate too much, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'd be curious as you think about your self-care, you know, what is uh, one way you've committed to self-care in the past month that you're really proud of? Right. So I think um, one of the things, well, I've done two things. And uh, I think COVID forced a lot of us to sit with ourselves and think through how we're living. Um, although I, I feel there, there have been opportunities for us to stop and do that, but for some reason, a pandemic um, with everyone being at home, I have two kids and my husband and my 85-year-old mother and everyone being at home really forces you to say, I'm used to working from my basement office, but something is different with the world. Um, two things I've done. One, I've made the commitment to get into bed earlier than usual. Usually I would sit at my desk, I will work till 12, till one, till two, till whatever it took because I convinced myself that sitting at my desk to work was what I needed and just to focus. But what I realized was with a workaholic mentality, feeding the habit doesn't make it better, right? So forcing myself to have a cutoff and say by 9 p.m. every night, no matter what, whether I'm tired or not, 
go into the bedroom. Leave your computer at your desk in the basement, go into the bedroom. So I may go into the room, simmer down, I'll get on social, but at least I'm winding down at nine. So even if I fall asleep at 11, I've still given myself that time versus going to bed at 12 or one and then not getting enough sleep and then scrambling and not being fully functional. The other commitment that I made to myself um, with COVID, when COVID first hit, it felt like work was more hectic than ever because everybody woke up and there was no commute time and it, and it was seven o'clock or eight o'clock and it was on, on, on. I committed to not booking anything in my calendar and I blocked my calendar to not have meetings start until 10 a.m., which sounds crazy, but I felt like I needed every bit of energy and finding myself and grounding myself before the day and 10 a.m. just made sense for me. So I may still be working, but 10 a.m. was the time to start actually having meetings and calls with people. I think that's amazing. And I think the idea of boundaries is what I'm hearing there. And I, yeah. I think the other part of that, when you talk about in the evening, um, making that shift, um, I, that can be very powerful. You know, it's something that we'll talk a lot about at Lofty with um, when you're going to take a break from meditation, even if you're in a small apartment and that's everything, your whole life, your work, your, everything is right there. Even just to move away from your desk, you know, a few feet to do a little meditation exercise. So I, I love the idea that that's what you're doing to really physically break um, from the day to have this shift for yourself to go into your bedroom. Um, and how, how has that affected you? So, I mean, that has, I used to struggle to fall asleep. And I think that's because I kept myself and my mind going for far too long into the night. And my body naturally needs a couple hours to simmer down. And I just have to accept that about myself. I'm not the kind of person that gets in bed and instantly falling asleep. I have found that I need at least two hours. And so my habit is, um, you know, my social media, I do a little bit of that just to catch up because it's part of my work and I want to know what's happening in the world. Now, more than, more than often, it, it, you just get frustrated <laughs> with, <laughs> with Facebook and all the, you know, posts in our world and how things are going. So I try to cut that down. But I also um, discovered, and during COVID, I think a lot of people went through this, not just sitting at home, being under quarantine with yourself, but for some reason, there was, I felt like there was an energy shift in all of us, a shift that if you weren't happy, felt like you were going to be more unhappy and a shift that felt like it was just doubling whatever our natural emotions were. And so I discovered um, sound therapy, but I, um, I, I'm forgetting on what it's called, but it's the different sound frequencies. It was the solfeggio um, sound frequencies. And I discovered that, I read about it, where different sound frequencies does things to your body. And so I went on YouTube and you can type anything in and you can get the sounds, right? So it's like the sound that's however many hertz, megahertz, and it's good for your chakra or this or that. So I would, I started going to bed to that. So I would turn that on um, an hour before and have that be what helps me tune out. So I would put my phone down. I started putting my phone away from my needed bedside table and you know another table <laughs> further away turn on my sound and turn the lights off and force myself to just even if I'm not sleepy just lay there and it 
over time has worked. That's amazing. One, of course, you know that I love this fact that you are using sound yeah. because that's like my go-to. Yeah, and I think that, that that's fantastic. I love that you've been able to do a little bit more investigating yourself too to learn about the different frequencies and how um, we're, we're wired for it as humans. Um, it's an incredible tool to help you focus your mind, to help you listen to yourself more deeply um, I think the mind focus has been the, is the biggest thing for me. That was why I got so excited when I found crystal sound bowls was because, um, I found for myself, it was a tool to help with meditation. Um, and then that's, that's one of the things I've heard from a lot of people, but also the physical piece that you talk about. I mean, I've had people come to a, a sound bath, whether it's in person before COVID or now online, and they'll say, you know, I had this crazy pain in my neck and my shoulder. And all I did was lay there and the sound, you know, washed over my body. It's gone. And I think one thing too, that a lot of us don't realize as human beings is that we are energy, right? It sounds very cuckoo, crazy, ooh, gypsy, whatever, <laughs> but it's true. We really are energy and we do, depending on who you are, I think you take on a lot of the energy that you allow in. So when you start to realize and become more protective and you start to discover that it's more than just, let me put my hands together and say a prayer and God will fix it, which is fine too. But there are other things that you can do, right? There's sound, the gift of music and sound. It's all part of it. And what that does to your body and the different colors. And there's so much that's out there. And so I did really dedicate, I think the month of April was the toughest month for me um, after that shutdown, where I, it became very clear to me that I needed to prioritize self-care and healing in order to be balanced enough to be able to give of myself to not just my clients, but also my team members, right? Yeah. You can't lead if you're not feeling full. Exactly. I know. And that's a perfect example. We talk a lot about in workshops, it's about creating space for yourself so that you can then have space for others, yeah. which you cannot do unless you do that first. 100%. And I would be, I'd be curious as we think, cause you sort of just kind of transitioned there in terms of, you know, thinking about it more from a professional perspective as a business owner for your team. But, um, is there a piece of advice that, you know, you've received along the way that's helped you think differently about self care and, specifically how you apply that to being an entrepreneur to your business? So I think one of the biggest, and it wasn't advice, but it was a question that was posed to me and it really got me thinking. And it said, think about everything you've worked hard for all your years. Think about your business now. Think about how well business is going for you in spite of COVID, right? Knock on wood, it's, I don't take any of that for granted. But then it said, imagine you go to sleep and you don't wake up. What then becomes the achievement point for you, right? Are people going to say she was such a great business woman and she uh, built this fantastic business? Or are people going to miss the time they had with you? Your children going to miss the memories you created with them, right? Your, your, the connections that matter in life, which your, your, your clients matter too, but your personal and interpersonal relationships end up fueling more of you that helps you then be able to, you know, channel through and give back. But what happens if you're not able to live through your full potential because you ran yourself down mm -hmm. and um, what then becomes your legacy? You know, do you want people to say gone too soon? 
is that what you want to you know have said and it's like well no i don't want to be gone too soon i'm just it's like i want to be around to enjoy everything else that's coming and i know there's a lot of greatness that's on the horizon so that was a question that was posed to me that forced me to say okay i'm quick to have an 85 year old mother i will buy every supplement i would get every herb i would get every whatever i find to help preserve her life and you know she asked me she's like are you doing the same for yourself and the truth was no i would rather give off the things to make sure she is alive because the thought of not having her around it's like you know petrifying and then she asked me well but what about the thought of my daughter not being around right so it, it really forced me to think through as women we give 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 um and we don't receive we don't know how to receive or we don't know to give to ourselves mm -hmm. so that was an important question that really forced me to think about um you know the things that are important to me so it's you know something as simple as i, I take ashwagandha just because it's good for your mood and energy and stress and i make sure i take my vitamins and i take my vitamin d outside of covid but it's like why don't we fill ourselves if you're not getting what you need from your food all the time why don't we supplement in the ways you need to to make sure that at least your body can handle whatever you give it right back to sound therapy and all of that uh sound baths and meditation and all of that like all of that counts yeah i i agree completely and i i mean that's a really powerful question especially now i mean especially you know now in this time we're in where there is still a pandemic and there still is this very scary situation where you or someone in your life could could get this and you know that that could be a changer um, and so to be able to really think about that and to think about it now too and even though we're somewhat limited in some capacities because we still can't maybe travel the places we want to or you know as i think even about self-care one of the things that always helps me is i love dancing and so there's a dance class i go and take and it is not the same doing it at home um, i i love it and i still gain a lot from it but it's it's a different it's a different um perspective but um you know in the end it's it's I feel better when I give to myself in that way and I, I take the time to, you know, to do that versus not doing it versus, you know, sort of letting those feelings kind of take over. Because you, you had said earlier, you know, um, and we were talking about kind of the, the first part of our conversation in self-care that back in April, it was sort of this idea of anything you were feeling sort of magnified itself. And so if there was sort of an unhappiness, it just, yeah, right yeah, it, it felt like you couldn't get up or move. Right. And also... I mean, all we watched was TV that just talked about the numbers and the stories of the death, right? And and that was why I had to get to a point where I, I just said, you can't watch TV today. Yeah. Um, because we do consume all of that. We're consuming, it's nothing, but, you know, it's death and the numbers and then, and it's just, it's just awful. It just feels like everything is falling apart and ha being in a pandemic where there's no, end result. You can't say, oh, in three months, everything's going to be okay. But literally it's like, we have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> so you start thinking about life like, oh my God, this could be forever. And how, what does that mean? You know, it just takes you to the craziest places. So definitely this is the time to find the things that soothe you 
calm you. I, I also discovered crystals, right? So I've always been, you know, one to read and know about them, but it's like, I never took it seriously. And it's like, I had to, <laughs> to think through and say, I had my, you know, rose quartz next, you know, or whatever you wear your, um, yeah, I, I just went through it. It's whatever helped me feel grounded. And I can say that it took a couple months, but I started to feel better. And that's all I care about. I feel better. I don't care what it took. And if I did all the different things, as long as I feel better, then it's, it's great. I won. Well, and I think that's exactly right. Especially I talk about that too, when it comes to crystals and sort of the chakra part. And as you said, I'll say that too. Sometimes it gets on the woo spectrum for people, right. but really at the end of the day, it's about what helps you feel better. And there's all types of layers you can go. I mean, I've, having bought these instruments and playing them, I've learned a lot about crystals and stones and the, the properties and where, where they came from in the world and you know what might be in the earth. And you know you can get actually very scientific about it. Very. Um, you can also go very much more around the energy focus, which can have some science, but can be more, yeah. more you know, sort of esoteric, but um, it's really what works for you. Right, right. And not being afraid. Um, Explore. Yeah. Until you find it. And, and my biggest thing was don't stop. You know, I told, um, I told my husband at some point when I was struggling through it and I said, I am committed to the process and I'm not going to stop until I find what breaks that mold for me. I, you know, I have to feel within the depths of me, the pure joy. And it takes, I think we, a lot of people confuse happiness and joy. And it's like, oh, I'm happy. It's so easy to say, oh, I'm happy about it. But it's like to feel joy. That's, I feel like joy is from the depths of you. And it, that search for that feeling, and that's what we should make a commitment to, is to find joy in everything that we do, that whether it goes right or wrong, it still gives you that feeling of, oh, that was, this was an amazing experience. I really like that when you, the way you said the depths of joy, because I also think um, kind of thinking back also the very beginning of the conversation, we started to talk about music and we're talking about sound and the frequencies, but also just for me, I feel true joy when I'm singing, when I'm moving my body, kind of the idea of dancing like no one's watching, you know, and it's just kind of one of those things some days that just getting that kind of movement, moving your energy differently, um, singing at the top of my lungs to, you know, I like show tunes. So, you know, but I will feel that I will feel just complete joy in that moment. I, um, and, and sometimes I'll find that joy too, when I'm completely silent, you know, I'm, I'm outside, I have a moment walking in nature, you know, and, and it might be very short, but it's still something to, to hold on to. Yeah. And that's my next, that's the next thing on my list. I've never, um, I was thinking through this. I have, and one thing I did too, before I go to my point is I sought out like-minded people. So I met people, I met strangers that had gone through this process of healing and I connected with them over email or phone so they could share how they pulled through to help encourage me, right? Because you cannot be isolated in your, your self-care process thinking, I'm just going to do it myself and maybe I'm going to be okay. It's better when you do it with other people. So yeah. I was able to tune in with others. And, and what another question that someone asked was, have you ever sat with yourself just or gone away and done something just to you? I've never done that. I've never done that. 
one, I've all, and I, I made me think about this. It's like, I've always been in a relationship. I've always been in a relationship because I met my husband at Luther. Um, I think we started dating when I was like 20 or 21. And we've been together however many years it's been. So I've never been alone. Um, I've never escaped alone or done many activities alone. I've never gone to the movies alone. I've never, I will travel alone for work, but that's for work, right? right. So one thing that's on my list I've been looking for is I'm looking to go away this month before school, whatever shape or form starts for kids. Um, to take two or three days alone yeah. to go somewhere. And I'm literally like, oh, I'm finding cabins in the wood or like yeah. repurposed containers into homes. I'm trying to find that where it's like, I'm going to be out here. Um, I'm not going to care about my phone or my laptop. And I'm going to, for the first time in my life, sit alone and allow myself to feel everything and think through everything and just like release everything. So when I come back, I can be fully ready to tackle the rest of the year, right? Because fall season starts and it's a whole campaign season and uh, you know Halloween and all the stuff. So I am excited for that. I've been really, I've been looking for the last month at Airbnbs to find the right place that's just like a hammock, woods, I don't care where people are. I just, it's like, I just want to shut off. I think that's fantastic. The idea of a self retreat is something that. Never done. It feels selfish. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing with when you have a family. And that's one thing I've had to tell myself um, is it's okay for me to say, I really need to get away from everybody. Yeah. And it's okay. But society has it positioned so you, as you feel guilty, you know? And my husband went on an, uh, an RV trip. I couldn't go with the kids, but we rent, the idea was to rent an RV, headed out west, and he, I had him do it with the kids. And that short period of time, even though my mom was here and I, you know, I'm, I was still doing things with her, that week with no direct family was amazing. Like I got into routine with my workout, it just was fantastic. And I felt like seeing that out loud would feel horrible. Like what mom and wife does not miss her husband and kids when they're gone. And it's like this one who's never been alone <laughs> and away from them. But I had to tell myself that it's okay to say it and not care if anybody who hears it is like, what's wrong with you? It's like, no, I need a break from my husband and I need a break from my kids. And that's okay. And that was great, you know? So I'm looking to do that where it's, I'm the one that now goes away so I can fully have my time. And I think if society can pick that up and learn, and if anyone's watching our conversation and interview as a woman, no matter what your situation is, you don't have to be married or in a relationship. You don't have to have kids. None of that really matters. You have to just think about yourself and time alone away from all the noise especially if you live in a city like chicago there's noise all the time yes. literally and like metaphorically and just too much activity in the city sometimes it's just good to say i'm tapping out and i will tap back in no apologies i am so glad to hear that you're doing that and i think that's really strong advice because i mean for me i can i can relate to that you know i too i had gotten married very young 
and I went through a divorce and I realized when I went through that that I had never been alone for that same reason. I had never spent that time because I had always felt whenever that urge came up, I felt, well, if I'm going to take this precious few days of vacation off, I should spend it with my husband. Um, you know, we should use the money we save to go someplace together. Um, and it wasn't until I went through that, that that, that was my choice. Um, but I also found it as something that was calling to me and, and I did it. And now it is a part of my process. And, you know, for me, and I've had some friends just like you've said, where they've gone to, you know, in, in Chicago, it's easy to go around like to Michigan, you're on a lake, you can find Airbnb, it's quiet. Um, for me, I have some friends who live in Hudson, New York, and they have a property there. And so, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I took myself there. So they were still around, but basically created it so that I had time to be by myself, to sit with myself, to physically be in a different kind of area on their property than they were in. Um, and I still had sort of the connection of people if I wanted it, that were safe people and supportive people. Um, and I've done some things on my own. So I would say that's the other thing I would add is that I think it's so exciting that you're gonna do this. Um, I found myself that can be empowering. And also there's the idea too that if you find a place where there's still sort of other people around, you can still make your own space within that. You can still journal, you can still meditate, you can still go for walks, you know? So, yeah, and I guess one thing I would be curious about too, kind of talking about self-care and kind of COVID and this idea of going off, are there, are there any things that have shifted for you in your, I mean, we've talked about a lot that's changed in your routine, but you know, maybe thinking about kind of digital tools or workshops or classes, are there things you've tried that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise? So I'm so excited to share this. Every time I've told a few people about it, they're like, wait, what? I got into virtual reality workouts. Okay. I know, right? So I, I don't even know what prompted this, but I was thinking through fitness because part of your overall, you know, self-care and well-being is you've got to move your body. And with the work that we do, we're constantly sitting at a computer and it's easy because our mind is doing the workout. And so we can just go all day and feel like we had a workout mentally because it's been like, whoo, been going nonstop. So I thought through COVID, um, yes, I could do online classes and I did a few of them. But my mind is so strong and powerful that if there's a deadline or work or something, I can still be in a class, but I don't fully know how to completely check out of work and the mindset of work to fully be engaged in a virtual workout class. So I thought the virtual world sounds amazing, right? And if you could teleport yourself someplace, and also, it, you, you can't have your phone on you. You're completely in a different world. And yeah. so when you're honest with yourself, I'm, I'm like, EJ, you need the most extreme. So I discovered the Oculus, Oculus Quest, which is a standalone virtual reality thing. And it's just everything you need is right in there. And then I did some research and discovered they have an app called Supernatural. And so Supernatural is a very cardio-based with some you know squats and lunges and stuff, but you you're transported. Every song takes you to a different part of the world. So you're in this 3D world where it's like yesterday. Last night I was doing my workout. I usually do two back to back so I can get an hour in, and um, I was in this space with this fitness guy who was helping me stretch before my workout. 
And I'm looking around and I was seeing out loud, man, where is this? I want to go. And it was the Maldives. And my <laughs> daughter was like, where are you? You keep talking. And I looked and it's just uh, chalets and clear blue water and it's 360. So you can literally turn around and see the whole view. And I was just mesmerized. And so my workouts are in there. I'm burning um, sometimes a thousand calories doing this. It, wow. No, no. And I'm in my living room. And usually when I'm done and I take that case off my head, I've taken photos of myself, my little friend group chats. I'm just like drenched in sweat. And I was the person who used to work out and not be that drenched in sweat, but you're hitting targets with your hands and your movement. So you're moving your arms to the sides up and down and you're squatting and you're lunging to dodge things. So it's all the movements that you would do, but it's in a virtual world. And I needed that because no phone, no tax, it's tracking through my watch. I'm transported into a world. Every single uh, song is a different city and a different country. And it's all just the adventure outdoor space, right? So you're never in the middle of like New York City doing your workout. No, it's always Chile or Brazil or uh, New Guinea or South Africa, somewhere on the mountain, somewhere in the hill. Oh my gosh. It's just fantastic. So um, that has been my quote unquote fitness drug. And my commitment is with my Apple Watch, you're supposed to, you know, make sure I close all my rings, right? On my yeah. watch. So movement rings, my stand rings, my whatever rings it is. So at night, every time my watch says, you can still do it, I go, okay, get into the virtual world. And it's always fun. Yeah. I love, wow. I've not heard of that. That yeah. Yeah, And there are that, people, there, there are not a lot of people in my circle who have it, but there've been a few. So, and, and it's Facebook created Oculus. So Facebook owns it. So you can connect your piece of Facebook if you wanted to. I don't, but I found two other friends in California who own it. And so we follow each other. And then there's some random people. I'm like, just follow all of them. And so like last night when my workout was done, it automatically posted to the board within Supernatural. So people comment and say, congrats, good job. And then I see the leaderboard. And when you're competitive, I'm like, wait, this woman is like 15,000 points. I'm 700 points. <laughs> you know? So but it's been great. And I... It's been the best 500 bucks I ever spent. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's the thing about those tools is it might feel like a lot at first, but then if you start to use it and it is helping you, it's a one time it your purchase. And, and yeah, and there's more to it than just that, right? So they've got, um, they, they do meditation in there. They've got Tai Chi. So, so awesome. yeah. And so the Supernatural app is free. Um, I just, but for some of the workouts, you have to pay for it. But I think about gym membership. I had a gym membership that was running for three years nonstop and I never stepped foot in the gym. So I think about the dollar amount, you know, and say, this is a great way for me to mix it up with other things, right? So I still will take a walk. I've got some friends who live close. I've made friends within my neighborhood and we'll do five mile walks. So we were doing that three days a week. So that was fun because during COVID, really during the lockdown, it's like we made the commitment and said, okay, you're locked down, you're locked down, you're not seeing anyone. Okay, the three of us, just us. And we would take five mile walks from my home all through Hyde Park and back. Um, we would always stop and get food. <laughs> <laughs> like we walked and burned the calories and then we would either stop for, we discovered a Jamaican spot that had like amazing rum punch. <laughs> and food. So we would burn the calories, come in and then 
end up with uh, cups of rum punch as we're walking home thinking we're breaking all the laws. But it felt great. I didn't care if I just drank all the calories back. But it was great bonding with other women and conversations. We still got our five miles in. And it's kept us, you know, going. You know, that COVID-19 or whatever it is, it's like, well, we all gained some, but we've all come back to where we were before. And it's, yeah. it's just been great. Yeah. Well, I think the thing I hear there and probably kind of end our conversation but the the last thing i really heard was community you know and that as a part of the care for you whether it's through your oculus program where you find some friends on facebook or people to follow or these neighbors that you found in a safe way to get exercise with or you know even just talking to your family about it um it's it's about that community that is there that is a part of that process too yeah yeah so community it it, it takes a village truly yeah I know. And you don't need many people. You just need one or two, right? Yeah. You really don't. You start to realize that you don't need a whole village, truly. You just need one or two in that community that um, can be true supporters. Yes, I agree. This has been awesome. Yeah. We always have great conversations. I know. (laughs) We just finally got to record it. (laughs) Right? Yes. Well, thank you for joining me today. Of course. This was amazing. And um, I know I'll talk to you again very soon. Again, in like 45 minutes or something like that. (laughs) Thanks, EJ. Thank you. Hey, it's Carrie Ann Michelle. I believe that taking self-care to the next level just takes the right mindset. If you want a daily routine, Check out my Patreon membership, where I share sound baths that help alleviate anxiety, meditations to get centered, and tips and tools to stay grounded and balanced.